Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's words for kingdom dominion. We are a people committed to establishing kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build.
Alright, Genesis chapter 13 from verse 14. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thy eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. We're reading to verse 18. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Verse 17. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Verse 18. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. One more scripture, then I'll continue. Genesis 26, from verse 12. Genesis 26, from verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Then Isaac sowed. In that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. Verse 15 is a long reading. For all the wells which his father's servants had did in the days of Abraham, his father. The Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. Verse 18. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdman of Gerah did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove with him. And they did another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sidna. Verse 22. And they removed from thence and did another, another well, and for that they strove not, and they called the name of its railroads, and he said, For now the Lord had made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. So the scripture here, we we pay attention to the word that the Spirit of God puts in our spirits when we want to enter the year. The way God trained me is that prophetic words are like the vision for a company for the year. Alright, so God comes and he says, this is what is to be done. And then we start to dig into that word. Because we know that if God said it, he's able to do it. I believe that, that, basic, that basic should be already in our mind. We should know that God is able, alright? We should believe that God is able to do all that he has said that he will do. And so, what God is saying is that this year, God wants to grant us our space. So, it's time this year to occupy space. That's the word for the year. 
in every field. I've taken it even literally. I've taken it even literally. I've, I've decided to have that childlike faith to believe God. Believe everything that he has said. Build this year. Fight for space. There is space. Now, Isaac was digging for a long time and they were striving with him. But he got to a part where he dug and they did not strive anymore. Then he said, this is real God because God has given me my space. And so God is saying as a house, it's time to contend for space. For space. For space. In the world, it's time to contend for space. Which means God is going to increase the influence that he's given to this house this year. And not just this house, it means that the individuals in the house will increase in influence this year. Amen. God has given us our space. I don't know why I says my spirit to pray in the spirit for like one or two minutes. Pray in the spirit everywhere. Just pray in the spirit everywhere. There is something that God wants us to achieve. God is expecting that by the end of this year, we will have an harvest. And that harvest will start from souls. Because you know that as we lift up Jesus, then men will come onto his life. And so we have a responsibility this year, not just to fight for our own spiritual lives, but to fight for what is peace. And so because we don't have time, I want us to dig into the word quickly. A few things that we need to Pay attention to this year. So let me switch into teaching mode. A few things we need to pay attention to this year. If God will grant us space this year, and then we will pray because I really want us to pray. So I'll check my time. Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty. Second Corinthians chapter five. ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be you reconciled to God so the Bible here is saying we are ambassadors we are not just Christians every Christian has a calling to be what an ambassador of Christ and so Paul was explaining and saying as though God did beseech you by us 
So he's telling them that we're telling you to be reconciled to God. But don't see it as human beings telling you to be reconciled to God. See it as though God is telling you to be reconciled to God. Because you see, everything that we're doing is a picture of what Christ is doing. So that is what he's saying. You know what an ambassador is? A representative of the kingdom. So Jesus in heaven is living through us and everything that we're doing is a picture of what Christ is saying to you. So we as Christians have a responsibility to be ambassadors. That, that everyone that looks at you sees Christ through you is a responsibility. It's much more than what you quote. Is a calling that everybody must have. We are ambassadors of Christ. And so you see, sometimes because as young people, and God has granted us access to revelation as young people, so there are a lot of things that we know that probably our fathers did not know. And so at the height of knowledge, it is possible to let go of practical Christianity. Alright? It's, it's possible to let go of practical, simple, basic Christianity very possible at the height of knowledge this is why jesus was trying to explain the good samaritan do you remember the story of the man that was attacked by robbers and then the bible said even pharisees passed saw the guy on the road there height of knowledge height of spirituality if the guy is in church you'll see that in front but the basic practical christianity it could not help in that man until a good Samaritan came. So Jesus was trying to portray to us that it is possible that because you know so much, you start to lose out on the basics of your Christian life. Are you following me? I have to run, but pay attention to me. So because you've known so much, you can quote Greek, you can quote Hebrew, there are a lot that you know. It is possible to let go of the basics of the Christian faith. So when you're talking about deep things, we young people, if you have not prayed nine hours, it's great. But you see, the issue here is that you must pay attention to the fact that your life reflects Christ. Are you getting the point? Much more than the activities of spirituality, your life must reflect Christ. Let's check one scripture, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I got lent this and it was very profound in verse 14. The apostle was teaching something here. He said, follow peace with all men, Hebrews 12, 14, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, when we quote this scripture many times, what we mean, what we say, is follow peace with all men and holiness without which you will not see the Lord. But the Bible here is saying, if you don't follow peace and holiness, you don't give people the opportunity to see God. Are you getting the point? It's not the fact that if you don't follow peace and holiness, you will go to hell. That's not what he's emphasizing here. He's saying when you don't carry that carriage of peace, and you don't carry the carriage of holiness, this guy will not be able to experience God through you. No man can see And so we have a responsibility to embody Christ to a generation. And if we will spread, it is so amazing because you see, sometimes when I hear preachers give an excuse for not increasing, alright? They say, it's because the message is hard. People don't like hard messages. And yes, it's true. But Jesus preached some hard messages, but he didn't reduce the people that were coming. Is that true? Jesus was able to spread regardless the hard, the hard messages. Which means, 
that there is something about the life of Jesus that we still need to embody. And one of the things that we need to embody this year, if unbelievers will hear you, if people that will not come to church normally will hear you and be changed by your life, you must embody love right here. verse 18. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. The first six words. I want everybody to read that first six words as loud as possible. 1, 2, read. One more time. Read it. This scripture is so powerful, so profound, but people really don't pay attention to it. And thank God this year we are going to visit a relationship so you will kick me from the kind of teachers I like to teach me. <laughs> but anyways, so it's a very important teaching. I've, I've had discussions with people, and when they talk about their fears, let's start from that relationship standpoint, right? When they talk about their fears from relationships, I get confused because the Bible says there is no fear in what? Love. Which means in an atmosphere of love. The fact that you are afraid means that there is something about love that is not yet perfected. The Bible says there is no fear. No fear! Unbelievers will not be afraid of you if really you portray love. So maybe what you have been portraying is not exactly love. The Bible says there is no fear in love. Let's keep reading. We're reading to verse 21. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear. It's time for unbelievers to not be afraid of approaching Christians. There is something about our Christianity that is not practical. It's becoming pungent. We are very easy to say that they are living a wayward life. But the truth is that we are not even contributing to their increase and growth. Imagine, just imagine in your house, you never greeted anyone before. When there was trouble, you didn't turn up. Then one day you came with beautiful and said that we had conference. Will they come? The Bible says perfect love. You see, I heard the statement years ago. It's not a spiritual statement, but I heard the statement years ago. It says people don't care. People don't believe that you care. Sorry, people don't care about you. People don't care about you until they are sure that you care. So people will not really listen to you until they are very sure that you care about them. Because how, how who are you to advise them? Who are you to tell them to change what they want to do? Remember that I've said it before. John 3.16 is a very strong message I've said many times. The Bible says, what's in John 3.16? For God so loved the world. And I've said it several times that the story of salvation is a picture of the love of God, not just the sin of man. So the revelation behind salvation is the love of God. And I've tried to teach it several times to let us know that condemning people doesn't really change them. I've even found out that japping people makes them stay over in this Gen Z generation. Nobody's going to agree for anybody, right? So, so you need, there is a way we must package the word of God differently. I really want that effectiveness in preaching. This shouting over people's heads is not really helping. And so the Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. 
It says, because fear at torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. Now, the Bible here is saying that if a man says that I love God and we can't see him demonstrating love to someone that he can see, that if you read that scripture, it says, how can you claim to love God that you cannot see when you cannot love the man that you can see? It is amazing that the, the top talkers of our days are people that have the wisdom. And I'm preaching it from my own experience too. Because you see, there is a downside to being raised by parents that didn't allow you to rubbish. You know, if you were in the world and you've had stories, issues, then now Jesus saved you. It's easy for you to give grace because you said you receive grace. Some of us have a moral standing to an extent. We're going to church every day from home. We didn't really have issues. You can't go and trace our ex-girlfriends. Somebody wanted to drag me. Oh, my status during December asking for the ex You can't really trace anybody. And so, because we have that kind of story, it is easy for us to have a moral standing to believe that we can judge people. Or we can tell people that what they are doing is wrong. But the Bible here is saying, if you don't learn to give love to people so it has affected me i've entered meetings where i'm pissed off literally just by the way young people are behaving and these people are wasting time and it's a downside to being raised like this but we must learn that if we preach jesus to this world we must preach it with love do you understand there is a lifestyle that we must embody there is no fear say that statement again say there is no fear in love there is no fear in love no fear in love there are people suffering from all kinds of things on our campus that needs the love of Jesus to first be accepted before they are transformed. And so, because I have to rush, there are two sets of people we must love this year. Number one, love believers. On that love, we must be talking about love. We must love believers. Galatians 6 verse 10. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. I like this scripture. I like this scripture a lot. It says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Then it puts an emphasis, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So this scripture is telling you that it is possible for two Christians to coexist even in the same church, but they don't like themselves. And me being a pastor for a couple of years, I realized. That it's been about 10 years that I've been preaching to young people. So think about this. Me being me teaching young people for 10 years, I realized that people can be church members and they are angry, fighting with themselves, the language in their mouth so pungent. The Bible is saying here that you do good to all men, but make sure that there is a bias for those. And I hope it will start from here today. Because we shall, we don't have all the time for that one, but anyways, <laughs> let's go. John chapter 13. We'll have more time next week. John chapter 13, verse 35. By this, now this is Jesus speaking himself, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love unto 
one another. That's all. Jesus is saying that people will know that you are my disciples not by the power that you display, but by the love that we show each other. You know, we thank God. I personally thank God for the display of maturity that has been shown by the church in the past, probably one week. When household of David, you know, the story of household of David came through that, that, that caught fire. And it was great to see pastors rally around. You see, what was starting, what, what I'm still expecting, there are some pastors in Nigeria that have been yapping everybody. I've been waiting for their own display of love because you don't have a more if you don't love the body, you can't correct the body. Do you understand? It is possible to correct from anger. That's what I say is the downside of this moral moral standing. Because you've never slept with anybody before. It is easy to all your message is about brothers that are speaking in tongues and pastorality. They are struggling. Help, don't yell. Do you understand? It's not helping them. And so I'm still patiently waiting for people from that sect to really speak about this church that because if one loses all of us lost it's true we are all one body in christ if one loses all of us are lost and the fact that we don't have the same doctrinal persuasions does not mean that we shouldn't show love let's try this i wanted to push it to next week but talk to your neighbor first of all and say i love you the love of christ shall <laughs> <laughs> The way brothers are looking at themselves and they're like, what is it? What is it? Throwing you flying kick. It's true. I've seen some of us, the way we talk to ourselves, it needs to change. This year. The Bible says there is no feeling in love. It means that if somebody feels tormented being around you, it's not love that you are displaying, it's something else. That's witchcraft. So love everyone, but especially those that are in the family of it and this is one of the ways that God will make us spread this year will be a display of love that will be visible to those outside hope you know that one of the characters of love is that love gives are you hearing me? the Bible says for God to love the world that he what? did he pray? did he fast? what did he do? it is amazing have you been close to someone before? The guy is going to buy balls, gala, drink, eat everything in front of you. Then after he's going to say, I listened to one of Apostle Aaron's message last week. <laughs> Cannot even say this. <laughs> Listen, hope you know, these things don't look very serious. But this is practical Christianity. Just imagine that the young boy that was on that crusade ground with Jesus, just imagine he hoarded his five loaves of bread and two fishes and said, you know how many Meshai I can use from this thing. No miracle! So there wouldn't be a platform for miracle because somebody did not learn to walk in love. Could it be that you've not seen miracles in your life because you've not given for? Listen, when God starts to instruct you to give, God is giving you a platform to see him multiply something in your life. Believe it. went back home with baskets full. Didn't plan to have baskets full before. But because there is no fear in love. Perfect love cast out fear. It's a revelation of, I held it in my spirit. Why will my marriage stand strong when I get married? No fear in love. You know this thing that people are brother are doing now, that they should sign prenup. No fear in love. Say it say, say no fear in love. No fear in love. No fear. No fear. If it is Christ's way that we are doing it, there is no fear. 
know when I'm talking relationship because I'm in the mood. Yes, I'm in the mood. Matthew chapter 5. I saw this scripture and it was really touching. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 23. We have the to come on. That time is over. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, if thou bring thy gifts to the altar, and there remember, this is Jesus teaching you, this is Jesus' idea, and we are going to talk about this gift. This is Jesus' idea of settling disputes. Jesus is saying you came with your gifts, and you brought it to church, and you remember that you have an issue with someone. Jesus is saying, because you see, worship is a lifestyle, not an action. And so, if the lifestyle is broken, the action is, is not going to work. And so, Jesus is saying, I know you came here to worship. And I know you came here with your gifts. But remember that there is somebody that is offended. Drop that gift and go and clarify that matter. There are some of us, eh? If somebody pisses you off here today, for the next one month you'll be ghosting. And you'll be in the same place. Somebody that Christ died for. This is why I've made the decision that I will never be small. Say it after me, say I will never be small. I will never, never be small. It's a consciousness, it's a mentality that defines your actions. I've left smallness a long time ago. I've prayed to God, Lord, with my life, make statements. Statements. I don't just want progress, I want what? Statements. Statements. Proofs that Jesus is still alive. There are things that God will do bah, that will inspire young people on the campus to follow Jesus. Church is not a scam, but we must prove it. Not by talk. Results. 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 You know, two years ago during the conference when we went for, when we went to the cinemas, I remember that this, that was just about one year in ministry. I remember that there were churches that started going to cinemas with their workers. After that, they say statements. Statements. You don't need to be old. The Bible says, Paul was telling Timothy, he said, let no man despise your youth, but be an example to believers. Whether old or young, you can be an example. What about last year? It's, um, that um, was important. Last year, it was a statement. It was a statement. I remember when we were even trying to enter that the women there, they were trying to, how can we join the services? It means that you can keep, don't light a lamp and put it under a bushel. You can keep, you can be keeping what God has put in your spirit and not allowing your world experience Jesus through you. This year we must make a decision that we're not just going to be preaching. I want you to pray prayer in one or two minutes. Lord, I want results in my life. Proofs that I follow Jesus. We don't serve God for results, but the truth is that our world will not hear stories. There are proofs that must be there. Pray. Lord, make statements with my life. That's a prayer point to pray. Make statements. This year we want to talk less and produce more. Let there be proofs. Lift someone from this place this year. Not this little.
is why I like that scripture. Arise and depart. My car to tell. This is not your rest. You see, champion, you can't be a champion if you if you are plateauing. Thank God for what you did last year, but there is more. Thank God for what God did throughout last year. But God can lift us in a different way this year. That's what we must trust God for. We can't keep shouting on the ground. The crowd is too much. There must be an elevated position where we lift the name of Jesus gallantly. Do you know how many souls can be saved when there are results? Do you really know? Do you really know? Ah, Lord, make a name for yourself in my life. Make a name for yourself in my life. Make a name for yourself in my life. Make a name. It's not about. It's not about us. But God wants to do something remarkable this year. There are things that are received by the Spirit. But I'm not going to talk about something. But you see, with the things that God wants us to do, we can't be having little results. Well, because of our time, let's talk about the last one. Number one, you must pursue love. Number two, you must pursue results. And number three, you must pursue power. Let's see if we can close in a few minutes. Then we'll pray and close in a few minutes. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It's a scripture that we all know. The Bible says, Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and what? Power. Then he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. It's an advice that I will give. At least not in this generation should anybody be powerless. You know, I won't forget. The day after the conference, I went to stay at, I had to stay at one hotel. And as I stayed at the hotel, slept that night, and then a stranger walked in my room in the night. It was the spirit of death. And I was seen to people that have died and it was you know what the manifestation of the spirit of death is inside that room only me after conference see until you know that the whole world lies in wickedness you will not know to pursue spiritual power it's an advice so it's an advice the bible says he shall receive power so you can reject it but i want to advise you as a church of the lord jesus christ please conduct something Trust God to God. Yes, power is in levels and it will keep growing. But powerlessness is a risk in this day and age. It's a risk to be powerless. But by the way, I wonder that I'm not dying. There are things that God has said I will do. I can't die yet. I can't die yet. So I first sat down to face. I, I remember I stood up from the bed and I went to sit down on the chair. And I was like, we are here today. You, you, after conference, you know the kind of anointing that is on my spirit now. Boy, but you see, you must trust God to conduct spiritual power. There are things that cannot be done just by principles, it takes the power of the spirit to produce things that the normal man cannot produce. Spiritual power is not falling down, spiritual power uh, is the assistance of the spirit that produces only what God can do. That's what spiritual power does. I don't know if you listen to the beats by my beat story. I don't know if you listen. You know, 
but Nana was sharing his story. It was during, I think I remember the message, it was Fakul Tatev, that I was preaching. We were all there when I prophesied and I said from tonight that there is a throne you are going to start sitting on. I saw it in the spirit that there was a crown given to you. And he was sharing the testimonies of the things that happened after that prophecy. What about um, Dolade? It was, I think it was June before I went off preaching. It was the last message I preached in the gospel series. After we had worshipped that day, I could not teach. After we had worshipped that I pronounced and I said before the end of this year, you will start to see some. God will restore and there will be some manifestations of the hand of God. It was about a week to the end of the year or two weeks to the end of the year that she was called to God knows where and was given whatever, whatever the story was. And when I saw those testimonies, I thought to myself again, what if you don't have power? Do you know how many testimonies will pass people by? Because you see, it takes the spirit and the bride to say, oh, the fact that God wants to bring it does not mean it to happen. There must be a human component to partner with God to bring that thing. And so it means there are prophecies lying in our families that have not come to pass because you don't have that spiritual empowerment enough to pull it down. But this year, we will walk in love, we will see results, and we will walk in power. Now lift your voice and pray in the Spirit in the next few minutes. As you receive all the things that we have said today, Let there be an endowment of the Holy Ghost. He shall receive power. And that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. 
as intercessors. I want us to pray. The Holy Spirit flashed this scripture in my spirit. Was it last year or early this year? And he wants us to walk in this experience in this house. Luke chapter 9, verse 6. We're going to intercede for the house together on this wise. And then we're going to live after. The Bible says, Luke chapter 9, verse 6. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. I strongly believe that there is a restoration of the healing anointing, a majestic restoration, not once here and once there. The Holy Spirit gave me that scripture, preaching and healing everywhere. Not just preaching and prophesying, preaching and healing everywhere. I like you to lift your voice and say, Lord, let there be a restoration of the healing of physical bodies. Let there be a restoration of the healing of physical bodies. Let cancer be healed. Let cross be solved by the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice and pray. Let there be a restoration. Not one here, one day. Dramatic healing miracles.
the things that people can deny is healing miracles. Yes, you can deny prophecy, you can, you can deny it. But you can't deny healing miracles, you know. Well, there's a teaching we have this year on the anointing. And I will also be sharing with you stories of people in history. I watched Jacob years ago. This man sitting down, praying for, for cancer and removing the cancer is a different thing, but was that cancer or a bruise? I can't even exactly remember. And removing it in his hand. I watched it. Not, this one is not yes. I watched the video. Now, how do you tell if somebody comes to church with a wheelchair and goes back home walking? Please, do you know how many messages you will need to preach to achieve that kind of result? Because all his family members saw it. The people in the streets, the neighbors saw it. There are dramatic healing miracles that bring souls to Jesus in a second. Not much preaching, but something that God can do. The Bible says, this sign shall follow them that believe. And God said this year, preach and heal everyone. I received that scripture into my spirit and I want us to receive it as a corporate body. Not just for pastor, but that Daniel, preaching and healing everywhere. Dimeji, preaching and healing everywhere. Benissime, preaching and healing everywhere. Lola, they preaching and healing everywhere. Lala, preaching.
The Word of God is a seed that brings radical transformation and we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811-414-7940.